The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. I'm James Breakwell, a comedy writer, and with me today, as always, is Steve Olivas, a licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. How are you doing, Steve? Indeed. I'm doing well, despite the fact that if uh, the, the, the couple that we know the most about through this podcast is this one, you and I, and that's, uh, that is strange <laughs> bedfellows right there. Yes, but, and we haven't getting, gotten divorced yet, so that gives me hope. Uh, but maybe oh, not God, hope for the first. <laughs> not hope for this first letter this week. So every week we we solve one long uh, long running marriage issue. Uh, this one might not be able to be solved though. This might be more of a marriage post mortem than anything. So here is the listener email this week. It says, "Hey, I wish I heard this podcast a couple months ago. But even if I am not divorced yet, I don't think there is any solution for us now. Maybe something you can talk about is when one of the partners has BPD, borderline personality disorder." which I didn't know about it during my marriage, but suffered the consequences. Uh, I could go deeper in what happened in my relationship, but I think it is too long for writing. Uh, anyway, I'm happy that you are diversifying in all these media. There you go. <laughs> he's, he's, his life is falling apart, but he's still still happy for us. That's always good. So I'm going to toss this one to you right away, as always, because you're the one of us who knows what you're talking about. But especially this week, what is borderline personality disorder? Let's start there. Okay. Well, it's a good place to start. And it's... Um... It's not completely uncommon that full-blown borderline personality disorder isn't all that common, but there are a lot of folks with features of borderline. And uh, in a nutshell, what it is are people with dramatically unstable relationships. And so the model for this one, at least the icon through media, is Glenn Close as Alex... Um, I can't think of her last name, Alex and Fatal Attraction. That is a an example of full bore borderline personality disorder, but it expresses itself a little differently in men and women. So I think you had mentioned this was a male writing to you. So I'm going to guess he was married to a woman and she had borderline. And uh, the women with borderline personality, or let, let me just say more generically, borderline personality disorders are people that don't regulate their emotions very well, especially in the context of a relationship. So they'll uh, they'll come on with like a full court press to make sure that they have the relationship secured and then there'll be craziness within that relationship because there's a lot of just florid emotional dysregulation that happens usually when the partner uh, wants to back away a little bit, get a little bit of independence. Relationships should be interdependent, not completely independent or dependent. And the borderlines have trouble navigating what is an appropriate distance and closeness to have. So they pull people as close as they can, and then they freak out a little bit because they're too close. They can't stand emotional intimacy, and they have crazy kinds of tirades, which pushes the person away, which now the borderline panics, and they want to pull the person back again. And the the way that women and men express it differently, typically women use sex as their tool to pull men in. And if a male is borderline, they tend to use, uh, they're intensely jealous and they use semi-abusive ways and they sort of destroy the woman's confidence to keep them close. So borderline personality is all about how do you regulate those boundaries, that closeness in a relationship. And I'm guessing, and I don't mean to be doing all the talking here, but if it's a male that um, 
Every time he wanted to, uh, every time he was late uh, coming home from work because his boss made him stay, that uh, she would freak. She might break some of his stuff. She might have the door locked. She might be screaming at him on the phone. And these are not uncommon ways that this expresses itself. Uh, sometimes it's intense jealousy that if there's a billboard for Victoria's Secret and he happens to glance at it, the woman will just punish the partner because that is a violation in their relationship and he's pulling away and looking at someone else and so uh, I don't know where I'm headed with all of this I'm just giving you <laughs> examples of how this may express but that's <laughs> borderline is misregulating boundaries in a relationship so maybe maybe this is our easiest relationship issue of all to solve if it's uh, if it's a a uh, condition that manifests itself that strongly is there is there some kind of uh, uh, mood altering medicine that you can take to fix this open and shut case or is this something that there is no cure for no treatment now, this is one that the cure and the treatment is long-term because... The, uh, of course, there's of course the answer would be dour. You never have hand, happy answers. <laughs> just one time I want you to say, oh, yeah, just do this one thing and all of our problems well, are solved. We would have so many more listeners if we could solve problems like that. <laughs> if it is truly borderline, and borderline is like people using bipolar, like people throw it around and they think they know what it means. I don't know if his wife or his ex was bipolar, uh, I'm sorry, borderline or not, but... But if it is, it's one of nine what are called characterological disorders or personality disorders. And the way to explain it simply is this. If you have depression, it's like a ketchup stain on a white shirt. You put a little spray and wash on that thing. You take some medicine. You seek counseling for a little while. It can resolve. You get the stain out. You got a nice new shirt. Borderline is one of the things that's woven into the fabric of the shirt, and it's very difficult to extricate completely. So it's a long-term therapy process. And the people who have borderline get into relationships because that's what people do. They get married. They have children. And the problem is that it's impossible to change yourself in your current relationship. You need some outside body like a therapist that intervenes because you <laughs> how, set how convenient a, well it's got to be a therapist it's got to be somebody that is like a flagpole cemented into the ground that will not bend to some of your craziness your spouse has to because they got to live with you they got to sleep with you they've got a parent with you they've got to maintain a household with you you are financially tied to each other so they're they have to do a lot more give and take to try to figure out how to manage this other person a therapist doesn't have to do that. And that's why it takes somebody with a very solid boundary that doesn't move. The borderline is the one that eventually has to conform to that. If you truly have borderline personality disorder, though, would you ever be motivated enough to go to a therapist and to comply with that? Or, or are you going to be, I guess, uh, as caught in those tendencies enough to, uh, to resist it, to see it as another threat, as much of a threat as that Victoria's Secret billboard or your husband yeah. coming home late from work? Yeah. No, it's... Uh there are disorders that are called egocentric, which means they don't even know that they have a problem. And with the borderline, the, the borderline is part of a cluster that narcissism is a very thick part, a river that flows through it. So everybody that has narcissism, borderline or uh, uh, psychopaths like and are true narcissistic people is it's always someone else's fault they can externalize blame for anything going wrong and that absolves them of any responsibility so no borderlines getting into treatment is usually the result of a whole series just a gore splattered wake of destruction relationship wise in their history and finally someone kind of strong arms them into it or they get a little older and wiser and decide I need to do something different because I 
can't keep sailing like this. Okay, so it sounds like the solution in this case was nothing. <laughs> Either that or going back retroactively uh, and getting years of counseling. So our, uh, our post-mortem here, well, I guess things turned out like pretty much how they were going to turn out. Here's what I'll say, and I know we just got a couple minutes left, James. For the fellow who wrote to you, I would say the one thing that you can take in the aftermath of this is try to figure out, and this is where your own therapy can pay off, figure out what was it in you that not only was attracted to this person, because I understand what attracts you, that uh, she might have just thrown everything she had at him, and that uh, that's what people do. When you're attracted to somebody, you do everything you can to make sure that they want to go out with you, right? The question I would have for him is what made you stay with that person? Because the meltdowns, the catastrophes, that's your favorite word when it comes to describing <laughs> me professionally, all those meltdowns, the rage, that was not a new thing that popped up when she said, I do. So what is it about you that that sticks with somebody like that? Sometimes women uh, will say, why do I only attract a-holes? And my answer is, you attract all kinds of guys. You're an attractive person. Why do you only pick the a-holes to stick with is the real question. And the same with this guy. Like, uh, you can date several people, but eventually you choose one to marry. Why did this one float to the top of the of the well all right so there's there's our lasting advice do better picking a, <laughs> picking a spouse i gotta say this went a very different uh different way than i thought it would i didn't realize borderline personality disorder was was so severe my philosophical question uh was going to be at what point does somebody have a disorder and at what point are they just a jerk because we're we're all a little dysfunctional underneath it all we all have trouble getting along with each other but it sounds like in this case there's a pretty pretty clear clinical criteria and once again to the shock of at least myself you know what you're talking about uh <laughs> Who knew? I you can always... tell you stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. go ahead. You Close always catch yeah, you always catch me off guard with that. Well, thank you for joining us once again for uh, 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. Uh, we come here every Monday to, to do this, to take a look. Usually we try to save the marriage, but if necessary, we'll do a post-mortem look like this. And we'll do other relationships, too. It can be, uh, you know, uh, father, son, uh, you know, what you know, co-workers, friends, whatever. Any kind of long-term relationship issues you're having with somebody in your life. We'll take a look at that. And you can email those to me at jamesbrakewell at explodeunicorn.com. Uh, uh, and all the uh, all the submissions are anonymous, or you can uh, direct message them to me at Twitter, and we'll pull them up here and take a stab at them. Uh, so thank you for joining us for another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that is 10 minutes of your life you will never get back. <laughs>